Welcome to the Ivy Church podcast. For more podcasts and information about Ivy Church, go to ivychurch.org. Today we're looking at the Bible again. What a fantastic series as we're encouraging you, get a Bible, open a Bible, read the Bible, um, underline it, colour it in, because we need this in our lives. What do I need in my life? I need the same thing in my life that you need in your life. What's that? Change. There's things in your life that you don't like, you want them to change. Things in your life you don't want. Things that you know that you need to know. There's things that you know need to change in your life. You may even have tried to change them, but they haven't changed. The most important question for your spiritual life, for your whole life, because everything's connected, everything's spiritual, is one that we've asked some time ago in a one-question survey. We asked people at Ivy, how often do you personally read the Bible, God's Word? Ask people to be honest about that because the studies show over and over the answer to that will affect everything else because God's word changes everything. The Bible says the word of God can change things that you can't change on your own. D.L. Moody, very famous preacher. In 1890, Oliver Brockbank, the founder of Ivy, heard Moody when he was at university and he had this life change as a result. And D.L. Moody famously said, the Bible was not given to increase our knowledge. The Bible was given to change our lives. But too often the church has forgotten that. And we've just sat about wanting more knowledge about the Bible and wanting to grow, but maybe not seeing our lives change the way that we would want them to. So when I talk about the Bible having power to change anything, I mean there is potential power there. Not just if you read it or listen to another sermon, not just as some academic exercise. I mean, when we put it into practice, when you do what it says, you start to see what it can do. And that God says his word can do anything. When we hear and obey it and put it into practice, and we build our lives on his word, that's when God changes your life with his word. We said last week, it's a living word, an active word. God says, if you'll get my word in you every day when you do that, you're going to see my work in you. So how does God's word changes me? Well, it brings me new life. Let me read from the Bible, James chapter 1. I'm asking God to speak to us all as I do so. Maybe you can find this yourself. You can underline any words that really jump out at you. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruits of all he created. Notice that, maybe underline it. He chose to give us birth, how? Through the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruits of all he created. I'll come back to that in a moment, but see, if this was my own private study, I'd make sure I got my coloured pencils, my highlighting, I'd be highlighting words, making little notes about it. And and I think God wants maybe me to pray about this or that, and I I would have underlined the word of truth, because the Bible there is talking about the Bible. And I move down to verse 21, because he's going to talk about the Bible again and what it has power to do. But again, we discover it's potential power, it's not automatic. There are conditions here. It's not, it doesn't just happen. He says, therefore, therefore get rid of what? All moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept, I'd underline that, humbly accept the word planted in you which can save you. So what words jump out to you there? It seems I've got to clear the ground first. I'm underlining get rid. I'm asking God, What's in the way? What sin's getting in the way? What attitude, unforgiveness, whatever it is? Because I want to humbly accept 
That word humbly is a word related to the ground, humus. It means, and it's, the ground gets broken up, so a seed gets planted. And down at verse 22 says, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anybody who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they've heard but doing what it says, they will be blessed in what they do. So, if I ask God to clean and clear up my sins and then I humbly receive that seed of God's word and do something about it, the Bible says it has power to do something in my life. It, it, it can help my life when my life's falling apart, when I feel like at the end of my rope, it, God will recreate my life and bring new life in my life. He gives me a whole new life, not just when I physically die, which would be wonderful enough, but a fresh start I can begin again today. The Bible calls it being born again because it's as dramatic as the first time a person was born. And if, you know, you don't tell me you don't know whether or not you're a Christian, you'll know if this happened because born again means you received a whole new life. You don't just turn over another new leaf. You don't just try harder. No, you receive, you get a whole new life from God. And now it's not what I do myself or try to do myself. It's that I receive and know his love that changes me. Verse 18, look at it again. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth. That's the Bible. The word of truth. So notice, this spiritual birth, this salvation, this new life, not just as a one-off, but over and over again, it comes every time I read the word of truth, God speaks and it happens. God speaks and sees some change come. Without the word of God, you couldn't be saved. I couldn't be saved. Without the word of God, we wouldn't have any hope for heaven. Why? Well, we wouldn't even know there was a heaven if it wasn't for this book. We wouldn't know what it was like. We could never figure out how much God loves us if it wasn't for his word that says he left heaven and became flesh here on earth so we could know him. We wouldn't know about Jesus dying on the cross. We wouldn't know how to trust him. We wouldn't know that God has a purpose for your life and mine, that he brought Jesus back from the dead so that we would be his friends forever. We wouldn't know what we need to do in response to get to know God without his word telling us. The good news is, God has spoken. God still speaks. God is not silent. God has chosen. He's chosen you and me. And he's chosen to speak, to reveal himself to us because he wants us to come, to know him and to keep on knowing him more and more and growing that relationship. New life starts with his word and new life keeps on happening by the power of his word. Imagine if the only time my wife and I spoke was when we said, I do, on the wedding day. That's not a relationship. See, God already knows everything about us, but he wants us to know about him. So he gave us his word for new life and his wisdom that we need to live it out. 2 Timothy 3.15, Paul wrote, From a child you've known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise unto salvation. The word child there is brephos. It means a toddler. Everybody knows the first few years of life are incredibly significant for our development. So it's never too early to start, but however young or old we are, this week, whatever else you read or watch or spend time giving attention to, I urge you, it's vital, read this book as an individual with others, with the children if you have them. 
Don't just wait until another Sunday service for somebody to come and tell them or you about this. God wants to impart his wisdom every day, way above human wisdom, and it comes through his holy scriptures. There's something very special about the Bible, and he wants us to be wise. In what way? Unto salvation. It doesn't matter how clever you are or what that gets you in this life. If at the end of this life I'm a fool because I learn nothing about God and his plan and purposes for my life. I said before, the Bible's often compared to a seed, like a seed planted in your life. Once it gets rooted in your heart, it starts to sprout, begins to grow, then it will bear fruit. It may not happen all at once. Others might not see it happen yet in me. All the while I'm wondering, is it really changing? Is anything really changes? But then one day you see something new change. There's good things that God has planted start to blossom in your life. See, what you're going through might not change straight away, but you will be being changed. The Bible says it like this in 1 Peter 1.23. In fact, I'm going to give you time to get there. 1 Peter 1.23 in the New Testament. Go on, have a look. Not far from the very end in the whole library of books we call the Bible is the first letter of Peter, chapter 1, verse 23. Have you found it? Okay. It says this. You have been born again. Not of perishable seed, but of imperishable. That's eternal. How? Through the living and enduring word of God. Look at this verse. Maybe the, look at the verses above and below it on either side. You can discuss together what you think it means about how the Bible changes your life. But right now with your Bible open, underline or highlight living and enduring. That's the Bible. See, realise this, the, the Bible is not just words, it's alive. When I open the Bible, I'm connecting with the power and the living, enduring word of God. That's how the Bible brings me back to life and brings me new life and recreates my life. So now let's look deeper together at the passage earlier from James chapter 1, verse 21 to 23. Spend some time discussing and praying together about how God's word recreates and brings us to life. Not just for the first time, that has to happen when we give our lives to Christ, but every day and every time I should have an expectation it's going to bring new life to me when I read the Word of God. Thanks for listening. For more podcasts, go to ivychurch.org/media.